Today, my dear faithful, is the second Sunday of Advent. Now the epistle is taken from St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans, chapter 15. Brethren, what things soever were written were written for our learning, that through patience and the comfort of the scriptures we might have hope. Now the God of patience and of comfort grant you to be of one mind one towards another, according to Jesus Christ, that with one mind and with one mouth you may glorify God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, receive one another as Christ also hath received you unto the honor of God. For I say that Christ Jesus was minister of the circumcision for the truth of God, to confirm the promises made unto the fathers, but that the Gentiles are to glorify God for his mercy, as it is written. Therefore will I confess to thee, O Lord, among the Gentiles, and will sing to thy name. And again he saith, Rejoice, ye Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and magnify him, all ye peoples. And again, Isaiah saith, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he that shall rise up to rule the Gentiles, in him the Gentiles shall hope. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope and in the power of the Holy Ghost and the Holy Gospel. Taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 11. At that time, when John had heard in prison the works of Christ, sending two of his disciples, he said to him, Art thou he that art to come, or do we look for another? And Jesus, making answer, said to them, Go and relate to John what you have heard and seen. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead rise again, the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he that shall not be scandalized in me. And when they went their way, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What went you out into the desert to see? A reed shaken with the wind. But what went you out to see, a man clothed in soft garments? Behold, they that are clothed in soft garments are in the houses of kings. But what went you out to see, a prophet? Yea, I tell you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my angel before thy face, who shall prepare thy way before thee. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. Behold, I send my angel before thy face, who shall prepare thy way before thee. Words taken from the gospel of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Some time ago, my dear faithful, two nights before Christmas, a pastor called several of his parish of his parishioner to help set up the crib and other Christmas decorations. This certain priest had a great love for this time of year, so of course, he wanted to be sure that his chapel would be properly decorated for this great feast. And so he joined the men and assisted them with the work. However, the men met several obstacles in this pious work. To begin with, right upon their arrival, they found the church was chilly for it was a bitterly cold night. And so the men, who had never helped Father in the past, thought to themselves, it's too cold to work in here. Let's hurry up and get this done so we can go home. As if reading their thoughts, Father said to them, 
I appreciate all of you coming to help. I know it is cold in here, but I use this little inconvenience to remember what the Holy Family went through that first Christmas night. How cold it must have been for them, traveling so far and staying in that cave. Father then smiled and led the men up to the attic to get the supplies. But soon another problem arose. Whoever had stored the Christmas decorations the year before had not put them where they belonged. And so the group began to search for the decorations in the dark and dusty attic. After a while, Father heard some murmurings from the men, and so he tried to encourage them again. He said loud enough for them all to hear, You know, it is at times like this that I think of the Holy Family searching all night for somewhere to stay. Mary and Joseph went from inn to inn and found no shelter. They had to be content with staying in a stable. The men listened to Father's little lesson, and again they learned a little bit about patience bearing with their cross. They went back to their work, offering it up to their Savior with renewed inspiration and energy. Finally, though, they were excited when they found the boxes holding the nativity scene. Finally, they could really get down to work. But their satisfaction did not last too long, because they were soon struggling to get the framework to fit together, as well as to form the paper to look like rocks instead of just paper balls and refuse. Again, Father gave them something to think about. He compared the men's difficulties to the difficulty of Our Lady and St. Joseph in preparing the cold, dirty stable for the Christ child. He said, It must have been hard for Our Lady and St. Joseph to make this, this stable of animals presentable for the Son of God. St. Joseph must have spent much time in cleaning the place and sealing up the cracks and holes in the wall so that it would not be so cold. And then how careful the Blessed Virgin must have been in cleaning that little manger. She certainly wanted to make the manger most acceptable for her divine son. A little more assured now, the men continued with their work, that they were now imitating Our, Our Lady and St. Joseph in this way. They kept these thoughts in their minds as they continued working. But when the men finally finished decorating the chapel, they were, naturally, more than happy to finally get to go home. True, they had all learned a good lesson in patience and how to unite their work and crosses with our Lord's, but it was not until Christmas night that they really appreciated their work and the trouble they had gone through. As they knelt during Midnight Mass, they were filled with joy on seeing the church so beautifully decorated, and they knew in their hearts that the Christ child was pleased with their hard work and the sacrifices that they had made for him. In today's Gospel, my dear faithful, we read how St. John the Baptist sent his disciples to our Lord to see if he was the Messiah. 
St. John knew our Lord was the Savior, and he knew his time as the precursor was ending. Our Lord's time had come, and so St. John sent his disciples to our Savior so that they would learn to follow him. Now, when John's disciples departed from our Lord, our Savior turned to the multitude to speak to them of the Baptist. He said, This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my angel before thy face, who shall prepare thy way before thee. St. John the Baptist was a man with a vocation from God, and so he was totally dedicated and completely consecrated to Christ. As we read in the last gospel at almost every Mass concerning St. John the Baptist, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to give testimony of the light that all men might believe through him. My dear faithful, the church in her wisdom encourages us throughout the Advent season with the epistles and gospels like this to prepare for Christ's coming. She strives to prepare us during this season just as St. John the Baptist prepared the people for Christ. And so we must ready our hearts this Advent for Christmas. And this means we have to get into the true Christmas spirit, just as the priest in the story showed the men who were helping him. To do this, we must strive to accept the everyday trials that come to us in the course of each day. Accept these as little sacrifices to give the Christ child on Christmas Day. This does not mean we have to do anything extraordinary. Just offer up the daily occurrences as little sacrifices to our Lord. Just like the men in the story, for example, practice patience when things don't go right or when somebody does something that you find annoying. You know, preparing one's heart for Christ is kind of like constructing a stubborn stable in which the parts do not really fit. Preparing for Christmas can be trying and tedious. In a sense, God gives us during Advent many opportunities to give him gifts. He does, in fact, look for these presents, and he is, so to speak, disappointed when we let these opportunities pass. But we don't want to disappoint the Christ child, especially on his birthday. And so in order to help you get through these trials, often recall what the Holy Family went through. As the priest in the story said, when it is cold... Use the little inconvenience to remember what the Holy Family went through that first Christmas night. How cold it must have been for them, traveling so far and staying in that cave. With thoughts like this, my dear faithful, often reflect this Advent on the trials and crosses the Holy Family underwent out of love for us. And then remember that when you really think about it, our little annoyances are nothing in comparison. 
Each year at Christmas, let us prepare a special gift like this. Our sacrifices, our crosses, offer them for our Savior. Daily embrace the cross for Him. For as St. Francis de Sales tells us, nothing is more profitable than bearing the cross for love of Christ. In fact, St. John of the Cross says, If only you knew how acceptable suffering for love of our Lord is to God, and how great a means it is to arrive at every other spiritual good, you would never seek consolation in anything else, but you would rather rejoice when you bear the cross after our Savior. Let us then listen to the Church and St. John the Baptist and prepare our hearts this Advent. And then, too, we will experience a great joy on Christmas like the men in the story. We will know in our hearts how happy our Lord is with our sacrifices that we have made throughout this Advent season. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.